Hi guys, welcome back to the Bandit Show after a couple of weeks off. Um, joined by Luke, we've not got a group this time. Me and Luke are going to be talking you through everything that happened in week one of the NFL because football's back, finally. Look at that smile. At last, at last. What an enjoyable Sunday it was. Just sat, exactly. seven hours of uninterrupted football. No better way to spend a Sunday. It was brilliant. Um, so much drama, as would be expected with no pre-season and... Yeah, yeah. A lot of teams at different sort of levels, a lot of teams hitting the ground running and some teams seeming, I don't know, there was a few teams that just seemed like they'd literally just missed four weeks of pre-season. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it didn't look like it bothered them. Maybe this goes back to, I know every year there's that debate of should the starters play in pre-season and should they play those games? I know the Rams are a team that don't play any starters. Goff didn't play, Donald didn't play. In the past, Gurley didn't play. Not not a single snap. Um, and it was always sort of question. I think it's the new age of um, not wanting to risk a player in a pre-season yeah. game. But this, I think, this clearly shows the value of pre-season for some people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some, some needed it. People like Tom Brady. You know, if you're going into a new system, then you need a, need a pre-season. Yeah. Yeah. But um, talking about... Um, the way that a preseason can affect, we were saying upsets. What better way to start than um, the Jaguars? Charlie will be happy. Yeah, the Jaguars toppling the Colts in a, what looked like it was going to be their tank season. But I mean, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, their rookies balled out. It's you know, got people. Um, C.J. Henderson was got the game-winning deflection and yeah, he got picked as well, I believe. Yeah, he did, and I mean. Miles Garrett, not Miles Garrett. That's a very different player. Gardner Minshew. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm trying to go for that. Uh, Gardner Minshew, obviously not a rookie, but uh, balled out as well, completing 95 percent of his passes. That that was I, I, that was just crazy. It's a really great performance from him. Like if if you've watched the um, the QB rankings and Ian Chris, he wasn't very high on either of our lists, but. I had a lot of question marks, and don't get me wrong, I'm not sold. I still think Gardner Minshew is the future in Jacksonville, but he's taking the right steps, and what a great game he had, and he should yeah. be applauded for it. And I mean, you know, the Colts' defense is nothing to sort of like, joke mm-hmm. about. It's not mm-hmm. a thing that would have. Got D line. They went. They went out and got DeForest Buckner to improve that D line, and then Darius Leonard, uh, uh, linebacker. Yeah, got some good young corners as well, and. I think Gardner Minshew, I don't know, he just sort of lit it up. Why not? It must yeah. have fans in the stand, you know, one of the only two teams. He had a really good game, really good game. I was impressed from what I saw. Early on, though, it looked all Colts. And then it was a... Yeah, it was, it was minus seven and a half, wasn't it? And it, it went out to an early lead and I think everyone thought it was going to be like the Ravens down in... In Miami last year, don't sorry for bringing that, but oh, back up there. But um, no, it just did have that feel. Philip had a good drive. Yeah, they, they moved the ball well. Um, he, he sort of spread it around different receivers. He looked like he was having a good game himself. Obviously, a lot of time behind a good line. But yeah. the Colts, uh, the Jacks stuck around, and that would be really disappointing for the Colts. They must be really sort of disappointed that they've gone and Jacksonville and lost because. I still don't think Jacksonville are going to go out and win eight, nine games. I still think this is a 
a sort of six at best team. Um, but the Colts will be disappointed. They've lost to an AFC South team, which is not going to stand them in good stead. Um, maybe they needed that pre-season. The Jaguars may be in a new system, like I said. Yeah, the Jags may feel that this is sort of their year where they maybe they feel like Gardner Minshew is the future, and they don't have to they don't have to lose all the games and get Trevor Lawrence. They just have to get a top five pick and get a good player and start building. Yeah. I mean, there is something to be said, the fact that everyone's saying the Jags are in um, a tanking for Lawrence, they're going for Lawrence, they're going for the number one, they're going to go home 16, doing this, doing that. Well, as if I was playing in that team, that would just that would just rile me up and I'd be like, no, we're not doing that. We're all still professional football players. We all want to go out. We want to prove you all wrong. And Gardner Minshew seems like that type of guy that can use that and rally the troops around that. And they probably, they've obviously got, they obviously cut Fournette. Um, Fournette, Ramsey, um, Ngokwe were all sort of, the problem with those guys, I think they played in such a good Jags team. And that Jags team isn't there anymore. And maybe they're just a little bit annoyed about that. And they've took it out on the wrong people. And, even though they're probably disappointed they couldn't get anything for Fournette, it was probably the right thing to do. Just start fresh. I remember seeing a picture, I think it was um, the weekend before the first game. I think it was Josh Allen. Is it Josh Allen, the defensive end for the uh, Jets? He just tweeted something like a picture in a Jags jersey, like, happy to be a Duval. And I thought, they are sort of rallying. They are sort of all happy to be there. It's seen as this sort of negative place, but they all seem up for it. And, They've had such a great start to the season. Maybe that maybe that's the attitude that they that they want. Maybe it was just mm-hmm. us against the world. Seemed when Tom Coughlin went last year, it seemed like so they they were just gonna get rid of Marone and get rid of Caldwell and then they were gonna start fresh. But maybe it was just that Coughlin needed going and then yeah. they've found the right attitude and feel confident with what where they're at. Yeah. But yeah, so the the Jags starting off one and oh and going twenty seven to twenty over the Colts. Um, another interesting game up in the in the NFC North. We've got the Bears, Bears and the Lions. Where, um, well, Mitch Trubisky, well, yeah. typical Mitch Trubisky things for three quarters. Yeah. And suddenly morphed into Aaron Rodgers for the last quarter. And threw for three touchdowns in the, la- in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's it's not often you see sort of turnarounds like that. Um, yeah, it just looked like everyone said the Bears were, were not a good team and Mitch wasn't a very good quarterback and they were well on their way to a a 3-4, and four, sorry, a 3-13 and uh, season type thing. But obviously an unbelievable comeback from them. That touchdown he threw to, um, to Miller, I think it was. It was absolutely pin perfect. Like you'll you'll struggle to find a better thrown football. It was absolutely on the money. Um I did think when they named Mitch to start and maybe Nick Bowles has is the right guy to sort of guide Mitch a little bit, sort of you sort I of get the impression. Yeah. I don't I think he needed some people said Cam Newton, but I think Cam Newton would have gone there to compete. I think maybe Nick Fox I don't know. I might be wrong. Maybe Nick Foles has been told, come here, 
you may get a start. Mitch, is st- we still want to give Mitch time, so just come here, be a good guy with him, be a sort of bit of a veteran presence. Because Nick Foles has been around the block, he's been with a lot of teams, um, he's been in a lot of systems, he's worked with a lot of different coaches and QBs. Similar in a way to how Case Keenum's sort of bobbed yeah. around the league. Still think Nick Foles can play in this league, but maybe that's what the Browns wanted. But at the same time, they spent a lot of money on him and they traded for him, so I think I'm not sure. sure. But Mitch in that fourth quarter looked like the third overall pick. I mean, this is a obviously that's the Mitch Trubisky from a few years ago. When you think about it as well, this um, maybe Nick Foles was brought in as just sort of. You know, if well, if you're not gonna be that guy who can lead us to the playoffs again, then we've got someone else who's willing to take your job. Come on, yeah. You'll yeah get maybe it. was that final sort of like wake up call for him. Yeah, you need to get going. This is your last shot with the birds. All right, you might get a shot somewhere else, but this is your last chance with us. Yeah, that that might have been it. It might have been end of the third quarter. Someone may have just said the, you know, Nick Falls is warming up on the sideline. You might want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Lions are not a great team. Like, and the Lions, flipping it, the Lions should have won it. Oh, yeah. Like, DeAndre Swift should be catching that, and the Lions should be walking off winners. Um, and we should be talking about this game like it's an almost great comeback. But yeah, they're, they're not going to come up against the Lions every week. They've got, they've got a tough. They've got to play the Packers, who look good. They've got to play the Vikings, who are a, are a better tired than themselves. And you've got to play them twice. Well, um, yeah, the Lions. I don't know whether this is going to be what the Lions look like, but they could probably get out some scrappy wins if they're going to play like they did for most of this game. Yeah, they need to. They, you need to finish that game though. Well, yeah, twenty-three. Was it twenty-three to six in the in the fourth quarter? Like, you need you need to be putting that game away. And this is a this is a huge year for. I think for Matt Stafford and Matt Patricia, like. I like Matt Stafford. I yeah. think he's a, he's a great quarterback, but they need to start winning football games, and both of those guys need to start winning football games. And they've got some pieces around them. There's some guys on defense. Um, they've got some pieces on offense. Obviously, they were missing Kenny Galladay um, on Sunday. I mean, if if it keeps going like this for them, I, I can't see Matt Patricia even lasting this season. I know it was. Probably not. No. So, I, I sort of thought this is his last year. He'll probably get the full season. But is this his like, third or his fourth year? I mean, this is his third year. Third this year. Was Super Bowl, which was it? Super Bowl Fifty Three was his last. Oh no! So this would be his second. I don't know. Or it might have been Fifty Two was his last Patriots one. I can't remember. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's two or three years. It's definitely. I think it's definitely his third year, yeah. But yeah, it's about, it's about time they um, started winning. Like you say, he's not going to be in the job much longer. Yeah, um, I mean, he may go and rejoin the Patriots and what, what they've got there. That seems to be the pattern, you know. Yeah, go quite naked. Off and tried doing his own thing and went back. Yeah. So, I mean, some guys, I mean, I've not been watching football all my life, but I've been watching it long enough and... Some guys are just not head coaches. They're yeah. really, really, really good coaches, but they just don't have that head coach I think, vibe about them. It's just I one of those I, things. Uh, I'd probably say the best example of that is Adam Gase, who's you know currently at the Jets. Yeah. 
obviously before before we signed him as a as a head coach in the sense of um, he was seen as this quarterback whisperer. Yeah, he was always, and we thought right, Ryan Tannehill's not sort of working. Let's get someone who can work one on one with him. Yeah, and um, just turned out he's he's not supposed to be a head coach. You know, I mean, I'm surprised it, he got on at the Jets. To be honest, yeah. I don't really understand what the yeah. Jets saw. He'll be a. Um, I think he should downgrade and go back to QB coaching because he's had yeah. experience and he's had a good record at it. Yeah. He's obviously still young. If he can stay in coaching for a while, he might. Get yeah, maybe he needs to just have a little reset, just take a step back. Like you said, go and work under a different head coach. Yeah. Go and work as a QB coach in Kansas. Go and work as a QB coach in Baltimore. Go and play for one of these franchises. Go and work for one of these franchises that are successful and winning. No disrespect to the Dolphins, isn't it? No, no, it's just like obviously go somewhere and pick pick things up from um, yeah, yeah. Like people. Like if you did go to to Kansas and just pick things up off Andy Reid, you know, one of the most successful yeah. coaches, and the people who come out of his coaching tree go and yeah. have success yeah. in other places. Yeah, and he's got another one like well on his way as well. His yeah. old Eric, I can never say his last name, but he's uh, also Eric. Yeah. Um, he's obviously the next sort of high flying OC to to take a job. Yeah, and he'll he'll get his chance somewhere soon enough. So possibly the Jets in Kansas. Possibly. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Then we'll um. I'll move on to next game. I've got um, AFC North, and um, I've got the Browns um, doing typical Browns things on opening weekend. But yeah, the Ravens oh, do good. The Ravens yeah, do sort of more winners again. The, I watched I watched Thursday night football, um, and to me the Chiefs. I know, sorry, I'm going off, but the Chiefs oh. didn't look like they got out of second gear. Yeah, and to me that's what the Ravens sort of did. It was it was casual. I don't think Lamar Jackson really broke a sweat. Yeah, he was running around, but yeah, when he's when he's sort of. He's, he's sort of jogging, he's everyone sprinting, he's yeah. so fast and elusive and it just looked it just looked so easy and it's a shame that the Browns weren't quite up to it. Maybe the Browns are one of those teams we'll find in two or three weeks were missing that preseason. Yeah. Like yeah. so new head coach. This is something that Paul mentioned um Quite a while ago, probably at the start of all this, it might have been one of the first podcasts. It might have been the first one with you and yourself and Charlie. And I remember him talking about the teams that will do well this year are the teams that have familiarity and the teams that have not got a lot of change. Because through the games, you probably find a trend yeah. that the teams, you look, Matt McCarthy, new head coach, lost. Um, Cleveland Browns, Scab. What's his name? Oh, I don't know. Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, that's... yeah lost. Um, like new QBs, Brady, Rivers, both lost. Yeah. Like, I, I can't round them all off on the top of my head, but maybe that sort of continuity and that familiarity has helped these teams guide through not having pre-season. It might be a funny year. There might be teams that struggle for a couple of weeks and they look like they're just destined tail out and have a rubbish season and really hit it when they get into that season yeah. form 
Um, yeah, I think uh, one thing that uh, obviously I was saying, I was looking for Lamar Jackson to improve. I was, was saying I want to see him become a better passer because he's always been this, he's always this great runner. And I think to see him actually sit in the pocket a lot more and he didn't yeah. seem yeah. like he was, like he's, he was always, his first option was always passed and then his second option was run. Uh, yeah, he's developing really well. He is. I think he's uh, if he keeps going that way, this is um, should be another great season for the Ravens. Thirty-eight to six on opening weekend. There was no other game that came close to looking like this. I mean, no, it was, it was comfortable. It was comfortable from the outset, really. There was a few comfortable wins, but there was nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Baker, said, it's a bit of a shame for the Browns, but. We'll hold off on sort of killing yeah, the brain just yet. It's a new head coach, new system, two time and uh, yeah. Like you uh, you pointed out on Sunday, Paul's um, MVP currently starting off really well. Um, another game that I just um, <clears throat> I'll actually swap this round. I didn't mention this one today. I've just seen it. Um, seen the scoreline. I want to talk about the Chargers and Bengals. I think say that. Obviously, we had a number one draft pick. Yeah. Going out there and looking incredibly strong. Really. I yeah. mean, he made one mistake, I think, through the entire game. He made one really bad mistake. Yeah, he pitched it to Melvin Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best idea, but yeah. No, it was, it was a little bit of just trying to do too much. Yeah. Like, he could have probably run out of bounds and lost a year or two. He, he didn't have the normal uh, rabbit in their lights yeah. look that a lot of the rookies had. He looked very composed. He looked like he looked like an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Um, I think one thing I was a um, bit a uh, bit surprised by is sort of how calm he was towards the end because I watched a lot of sort of the first quarter because um, it was the earliest starting game out of the late window. Um, <clears throat> and the Chargers really got after Joe Burrow. I think they sacked him three times in the first half. I think that yeah, was... Yeah, they, they, they were getting a lot of pressure. And yeah. A lot of pressure, yeah. And for, for that to happen, and, and you like your first game, and then to go out and lead a two-minute drill. Yeah. That it, it was unlucky as well. I mean, yeah. it was a push-off. AJ, AJ Green pushed off on Haywood. But... He put the ball where it needed yeah. to be, and Joe Burrow did exactly what he needed to do, which was make it a catchable ball in the corner of the end zone for the green. I mean, if it wasn't for what I can only describe as sort of a typical Bengals thing, um, the kicker pulling his hamstring and missing a, missing a kick. Yeah. Well, the thing is, apparently he pulled his right calf, and then it's come out that his left calf's injured. I think it was a little Fake bit of I've missed it. Oh, but me like. Yeah. yeah. It did seem like at first because I didn't see what happened. I just saw the shank kick. Yeah. And I thought, and I saw him limping. I thought he's, he's faking that just for, for staying his contract. Yeah, it was a I'll bit of a shame. It would have been nice to see him in, um, nice to see him go into overtime and see what he was made of again. Because again, overtime's a bit like two minutes ago. Got one potential shot, and that's it. You can't make a mistake. But it, it was a pretty poor game, really. Yeah. Um, but what you can't. Charges are what they are. They're not. 
Tyrod's not a not a top tier quarterback, um, unfortunately. They're just sort of taking the time before Herbert comes in. But I yeah, mean, if Joe Burrow looks like that every week, then I think you know, offensive rookie of the year would definitely be. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel sorry for Joe Burrow because I just think I just feel like that team's a long way off being a sort of good football team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have got some pieces. Franchise day one. Yeah. AJ Green's towards the end. Not the end, yeah. but he's getting up there. They've got a couple of good receivers. I think Joe Mixon's a running back. Um, they've got some guys on defence, yeah. but it's not great that it's not great. He's going to have to do a lot of it himself, um, which will lend itself to a potential rookie of the year award if they do pick up. Sort of a thing that we saw with Carla Murray last year. You know, I yeah. Carla Murray yeah. got told, you know, you're going to lead this franchise. It's yours from day one. Yeah. And went out there and balled out. He did what he could. Because yeah. last year, the Cardinals' defence was, was pretty poor. Um They've improved, and offensively they've improved. They've put a lot more weapons around him. But yeah, it's um, it's tough when you, you the first piece you get as a franchise is that franchise QB. Yeah. And then you build around that guy. Well, you've got to remember that first year or two is going to be a little tough for him. I mean, uh, what a perfect way to go into sort of that that Cardinals Forty Niners game. Yeah. Where I think. I think going into it, I was expecting sort of, you know, Kyle Murray to still look a bit bit shaky, you know, so it's only year two. And I was expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to look sort of back and poised and ready for another good season. And it was sort of the opposite way around, you know. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo looked really shaky and then... It was, it was a little bit strange watching right. Jimmy Garoppolo in the pocket. Yeah, um... Kyler Murray, I mean, yeah. yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy had a bad Jimmy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was just saying, Kyler Murray's got some new new toys to play with, you know. Him and uh, DeAndre Hopkins look great. DeAndre Hopkins had fifteen receptions his first game. Um, nothing but a great performance, you know. Kyler Murray's touchdown run was um, phenomenal. Phenomenal for me because he's in fantasy. <laughs> See, I was, I was, I've actually got hot. I've doubled down on the Cardinals, so I've got Hopkins and Kyle Murray. So I was cheering on uh, those two. Which um, the the 49ers surprised me, and that that game, I'm, I'm not. I mean, don't get me wrong, I didn't watch every sort of second of it. Um, I feel like I, I can't decide. I think it's probably that the now. And are not quite what they were last year just yet. Not saying they're not going to be that team. And I think the Cardinals have improved. Um, I think it wasn't that one team was good and one was bad. I think it was a culmination of Cardinals improved, 49ers maybe. Maybe the 49ers were one of those teams that missed missed out on having that um, pre-season. Jimmy seriously looked like he missed out on having a pre-season. We'll get through, uh, we'll get through one more game really quick. Um, and I think the most surprising game of the day was obviously the the Washington football team one and zero. Obviously, I think I think I heard you start talking about it when I said they left the window open and 
they just creep straight back into the game. Yeah, it's a strange one, the Eagles. I mean, yeah, they had some injuries on that whole line, but there was still like there was still uh, decent players on that whole line, and Carson Wentz is still meant to be Houdini, but they just could not handle that Washington front, and yeah. it showed. I think they got eight eight sacks, was it the the Skins? Sorry, not the Skins, the Washington football team. We'll have to watch ourselves that one. Yeah. It's it was it was a peculiar game. I don't. It, it sort of was a game of two halves in a way, like the, the old-fashioned saying. Of the Eagles looked like they were absolutely dominant. They were making big plays. Dallas Goddard was catching touchdowns. Rager was getting a fifty-yard bomb. Um, Sean Jackson was catching the ball. The run game wasn't really there, but they were up. I think yeah. they were. They were seventeen nothing. Seventeen nil up. I thought seventeen-three up. And it went and. They really, really struggled. Uh, they couldn't obviously get any offence going. And Dwayne Askey made, made some plays. And like you said, Peyton Barber did. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Wentz, Wentz made a stupid mistake through a pick. And the game got away from the Eagles. Obviously, not a team that I think... I know I definitely didn't expect them to be um, doing stuff like that on week one. But um, obviously, we'll give them time. I think the Eagles will pick it back up. Hopefully not this week. Got the Rams this week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, obviously, I think the, the Rams looked more consistent after this week. But um, I think one thing I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to chuck out, um, I think, a performer of the week this week for offence and defence. I've got a, So my offensive performer of the week is it just kind of has to be Russell Wilson, I think. It looks like he finally gained control of the offense, um, like full control that he's never been given. He just ran away with the game. Really, uh, yeah, yeah. Then uh, my defense is um, I'm always going. I've got to be a homer for once. Um, I've got a uh, Jerome Baker for the for the Dolphins. This is a uh, probably a stat line that will go unnoticed and probably won't make any like mainstream media um, he had 17 tackles in the game three of which were for a loss he had he had one sack and he had a forced fumble for a um, so for a second year no, I, well I hadn't heard that yeah for a yeah, second that's, year that's guy for a second year guy and you can tell that obviously Brian Flores as a former linebacker coach has really had an impact on him and made yeah. it to, um, into a good player. Yeah, Brian, Brian Flores. He's yeah. uh, one of the most exciting coaches in the league, in my opinion. I think uh, the Dolphins are on to win it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Have you got anyone you want to highlight from the week, Don? Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have offensive player of the week. I'd, I'd have to go um, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, I don't know his actual stat line. Let me just pull it up. 156 yards, 14 receptions, two touchdowns. An unbelievable performance. Obviously, a shout-out to Aaron Rodgers for putting the ball on him. But that's just um, a great performance, a great performance by the Packers as well. Um, can't take nothing away from them. Yeah, um, obviously, another thing that keeps all us, um, all us fans excited during the season, fantasy. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're a fan of the, the Bandits on Facebook, you'll be you'll have known all of our teams. But um, what a what an opening week we've had! Such score lines as 173 to 107. You know, I mean, and we've had some really close games. I think um, you lost by just over 10 points. Yeah, Calvin Ridley did me. I did never expect Calvin Ridley to put up 30 plus points. <laughs> um, I think um, my uh, my interesting. Uh, I had an interesting idea. I had um, lucky bastard of the week to anyone who um, said started Devonte Adams with the idea that he'd get 40 points in fantasy. Who was it? See, I'm trying to find who had Devonte Adams now. It was against Chris. Chris told me he, he was against him. I'm not sure he was against. Yeah, Devontae Adams. So, it was Jake. Jake had Devontae Adams. And, um, I mean, Chris Chris had some bad luck there, you know. Um, Cortland Sutton, he's just out of the game com- completely. And he's, he's opposite matchup at wide receiver. Devontae Adams, 41 points. Chris has got a tower out and just didn't take snaps. So, um, yes. So after after um, one week, I'll um, we've got you know I'll post all the standings up on our Facebook. But um, that's one week in the bag for fantasy. Looking for a, you're looking for a bounce back there next week. Yeah, I'm looking for a, a week two bounce back. We've got next week. I'm just looking there. You got me. Oh, is it? <laughs> you got me, and I, I have a currently. I currently have a quarterback dilemma, so you can. Oh, who's your quarterback? I either have Russell Wilson or Josh Allen. Ah, but you've got CMC, so it's oh. all good. Mm. Sure, I'm. I'm okay with my team. I'm not. I mean, I accidentally dropped Austin Hooper halfway through the the Sunday games, which was a stupid <laughs> thing to do. I was I was just looking at um, stats of players because I had some bets on. I'm trying to look, trying to find the best app or the best website that updates uh, the stats receptions. So I ended up using the, uh, the watch list or wish list on Sleeper and clicked on Austin Hooper and ended up dropping him. So who knows if I'll get him back? I'll have to get him in a waiver claim. Another um, another standout performance from the weekend is. Um... Adam Thielen. Yeah. I had Adam Thielen. He's got um, so six out of eight receptions, 110 yards, two touchdowns. And they've, they've even highlighted that he's got a tackle on his stats. So I did see that. <laughs> Someone else that they had a tackle. I thought that was that was, that was uh, interesting. I think man, man's going to have to be Hopkins. Just didn't quite... Oh, he got that touchdown and they called it the one. That, I might have beat Eli because I have Murray as well and then they, I think they ended up running it with Drake Yeah, and I, and I lost yeah, I lost by 12 I'm not sure exactly what the numbers are it would have been a hell of a lot closer if um, that touchdown still my, um, my my biggest mistake was definitely um, thinking Rob Gronkowski would get a touchdown who sorry? Rob Gronkowski thought he'd get a touchdown Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Did not. Right, I mean, so, um, go on. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. Two receptions, 11 yards. Can't have it all. 
Yeah. You won't, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, let's um I've got some uh, I've got some games for week two. Watching it on Sunday with Jack and he was moaning every time Aaron Jones touched the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um got some uh, matchups week two in the NFL. Um we'll get some uh, get some predictions going. So we've got Thursday night football this week, which is obviously uh, Bengals and Browns. It's, it's a humdinger. Uh, I will not be staying up for it. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go Bengals. I think. I think after last week, it's a good chance for him <clears throat> for them to get a win. What's what's the line? What's we, need the... Start, we need to start doing a betting. Joe. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a that's a poor Thursday night games. It's not something I'll be I'll be watching. I'll watch it Friday afternoon. But if it's if it's a good decent score. Yeah, I'm gonna chuck out another one. I've got Falcons and Cowboys, who have you got there? Um I'm gonna go Cowboys. I think the Cowboys played well against the Rams. I think the Rams played well. I think it was a, a, a game of two teams that um didn't look like they needed that off of um that pre-season. Yeah, I, th- I think the Cowboys, I know they've obviously owned one, but I still think the Cowboys would be a good team this year. I think, yeah, um, I'll go. I've got Cowboys there as well. Um, they looked good. And I mean, they were, obviously it seemed like one controversial call, which I didn't see live. Uh, yeah, yeah. Away from being in a tied game, really. So. Yeah, I mean, Greg Zerland's not missing from from 30 yards are potentially going to win the game. There wasn't a lot of time left on the clock, so you can't say you're going to overtime, but I don't know. It was a weird one. I watched it live, and when I first saw it, obviously you can't see it when it's happening, but when you see the replay, and there was a hand there, but I don't know how much Gallup's actually really pushed off and how much he could have affected Ramsey. But at the same time, why would my thought was why would Ramsey sort of flop like that because he wasn't actually in a terrible position yeah. he could have quite easily so you don't know because nobody knows how hard he pushed him or what but the game's over now the Rams won now <laughs> let's see um, I think um, this, could, this could be interesting um, Panthers and Bucks I quite I thought the Panthers played alright on a Sunday that was that was a bit of a picking game for me um the Raiders look good as well, but yeah, the Bucks. Everyone's anointed them NFC Championship game type team, and you can't be going over to and going to the NFC Championship game. So they need to pull some out. I think the Bucks will probably win that ball. I'm gonna. I'm gonna um... If you like the Panthers, I mean, there's one thing about the Panthers. You've got Christian McCaffrey in the team, and he's probably the most dynamic and explosive. Offensive player in football, and yeah, you just can't account for him. Like he could, he could quite easily take it to the house three times, and you're down twenty-one to six. Yeah, um, I'll go with the upset. We'll see. We'll see. I'd probably, I'd probably go Bucks, but that's just yeah. I'll, I'll go upset. I'll, I'll pick the Panthers on that one. I think they look more complete, and I think. I think as much as um, the Buccaneers have a really good roster, they're going to also need a couple of weeks to sort of gel. Yeah, yeah that, that pre-season probably would have been ideal for, for the Bucs. 
Got uh, one more. I think the the most interesting game. I, I think looking at the week two schedule is the Patriots and the Seahawks. No, well, I mean the Patriots looked good at the weekend. Um, I think yeah, it is a it, it's a strange one, really. I, I think the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to be really good this year. Chris Carson looked like he had a good game. Uh, Russell Wilson, like you said, had a really good game. He's got some very good receivers. Jamal Adams is running around having fun, as he says. Never seen the team score 38 points on a team he played for. Can't look past the Seahawks at the minute. Yeah, um, I do see the, the Seahawks winning. Uh, I see them struggling with. Um, I see them struggling with Cam Newton, though. He's he's such a dynamic QB, and he's such a problem for for defensive coordinators. He always has been. Um, because he's not like your prototypical running QB, like Kyler Murray, where you can try and put a little spy in, or Lamar Jackson. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're not easy to, to scheme against, but he's so different to those because you put a spy in, and if Cam fancies it, he's going to bulldoze him over and get the first down anyway. Yeah, he's um, he looked good, um, and I think the Seahawks' defensive line isn't that great at the minute. So... Um, I think Seahawks will win, but it'll be a, it'll be a close one. Yeah, Sunday night football, isn't it? Monday night football. So um, Sunday night, Sunday night football. Yeah, no, no, it's a good, it's a good game, it's a good game. Yeah, that, that's um, it's quite an interesting one. I didn't know that was coming up, but yeah, I think um, that's a, a good little run through of you know week one of the NFL. Should be uh, we'll be back next week. Um, I'll. Put all the fantasy updates on uh, Bandit's Facebook, so make sure you go into the uh, into the description and follow us on there. Yeah, yeah. on our league. Thanks for thanks for joining me and um, thanks for watching, everyone. Yeah, cheers, guys. Hey, everyone, thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the video, please remember to like and subscribe for more content from us, and check out all of our social media links down in the description: Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember to watch all the other content on the Bandit Show and see you next time.